0: In this week's Parsha, we read about Koirach's rebellion. The Parsha begins, Vayikach Koirach. Koirach and his co-conspirators, Dawson Aviram and Oym Peles, begin a revolt against Moshe and Aharon, and they accuse them of nepotism. They confront Moshe. Maduah tisnasi al kahalasham We also want prominent positions. But as the story unfolds, Oym Peles, one of Koirach's original accomplices, is nowhere to be found. We hear about Kairach and Dasana and Viram, but Oin seems to vanish. He has all but disappeared, never to be heard from again. The Gemara Masechtis and Hedron sheds some light on Oin's disappearance. Oin's wife saved him from joining Kairach and his cohorts in the revolt against Moshe Rabbino. She told him. My nafkalach mina. what difference does it make to you? Ima'ar if Moshe emerges as the victor, you will only be a follower. Ima'ar if Korach turns out to be the leader, you are still the follower. You will always play second fiddle. You have nothing to gain here. So why are you involving yourself in this mechleikas? Mrs. Oyn spelled it out very clearly for her husband. She told him, you are being played here. You will never be the leader. You will always be a follower, either Moishas or Kairachs. The Gemara says, she came up with a shrewd plan how to spear him. She rationalized, knowing that the battle cry of this revolution is, Kikala Eda Kulam Kadoshim. We are all holy people. So they obviously observed the restrictions of modesty. So she gave her husband a drink and put him to bed. She then positioned herself at the entrance of their tent and began brushing her uncovered hair. Korach's henchmen arrive, and upon seeing a married woman's uncovered hair, they quickly turn around and walk away, rather than cast their eye on such immodesty. And that's how she saved Oyn from joining the rebellion. So let's think about this. These quote-unquote holy people were willing to rebel against Moshe Rabbeinu, slander Aharon, cast dispersions on those chosen by Hashem Himself, and to undermine the faith of the entire nation, but they were not willing to look at a married woman's hair. How do we understand this? So, also a powerful idea from Reb Chaim Shvalevitz. The Mishnah says in Ovos, Hakineva VaKavet, As a Adam in a olam. Envy, lost in the pursuit of honor, remove a person from the world. The simple interpretation is he's deserving of the death penalty. As a adam in a olam. It will result in his demise. Which is strange. Is this behavior so egregious, so appalling, that it is punishable by death? We don't find anywhere that if one commits any of these three enumerated by the Mishnah, that they receive the ultimate punishment. Furthermore, if it is indeed so, the Mishnah should have said, Chai of Misa. The expression, Moitziyin as a Adam in Oilam is rather bizarre. So what does that mean exactly? Says Rabbi Chaim Shmulev, if a person is overtaken by envy and jealousy, they escape the natural order of the world. They are no longer bound by logic. The passion of kina and covet is so great that they can overwhelm all rational thought and leave a person vulnerable to behave in the most irrational manner. Adam in It removes them from the natural order of the world. And that envy and jealousy then turns into hatred and animosity. The Major says, Sinamakalkelases Ashura. Hatred destroys the natural order. And then they do things they would normally never do. The Pasik says, Vayikach kairach. kairach. took himself out of reality. He took himself out of the natural world order. So now we understand their paradoxical behavior. It could very well be that Kairach and his cohorts were inherently holy people. So why then did they act so irrationally? Because when a person is consumed with rage and jealousy, rational thinking goes out the window. And that's why they rebelled against Moshe and Aharon. So who was the wife of Oimben ben Peles? Chazal do not reveal her identity. She's the righteous one, she's the wise one, and we only know his name. She should have been the person that's being lauded and praised, and we don't even know her name. Why does she remain anonymous? And the answer gives us a tremendous insight into how to get an effective message across to another person, especially your spouse. The wife of Oyn Ben Palace reasoned with Oyn, and she told him, I'm asking you not to join them only because I want you to realize that you have nothing to gain. It will either be a haran or kairach that becomes the goddel, and it will never be you. So why get involved? She said, this has nothing to do with me. I have no ulterior motives here. The sole reason I'm telling you this is for your benefit. And if you join the Machloikas, you will suffer horrible consequences. Once he recognized that she was sincere and that she only has his best interests in mind, the message resonated and he backed off and didn't join Karach and his mob. It's not about me, she said. It's all about you. And that's why her name is not mentioned. What a lesson into the human psyche. How to get your message to resonate. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.